Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Two nights a week on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm considering this one. How is the pandemic playing out in India's hinterland? It's day 228 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 4,845,003 cases with 79,754 deaths. Earlier this year I interviewed Dr. SP Kalantri who is the medical superintendent at Kasturba Hospital and professor of medicine for over 30 years at the Mahatma Gandhi Institute of Medical Sciences in Vardha. Vardha is in eastern Maharashtra's deprived and rural region of Vidarbha. At that time Vardha like the rest of rural India had seen only a handful of cases and we talked about what it was like waiting and watching in Vardha. as the pandemic unfolded in big cities last week i called him to talk again and it's really eye opening how far the virus has traveled as before talking to dr kalantri offered an incredible insight into what it's like running a hospital with covid patients in rural india right now i remember speaking to you in april i think this was and you were saying how it was a feeling of waiting and watching then and now now i'm seeing 100 plus cases in uh, 130 plus cases in vardha so that time that we were thinking about waiting and watching that time is now coming to vardha yeah so what happened rukmini is that hmm. uh, on uh, may 10th our vardha district which is located in the eastern part of maharashtra state yes. is a small district yes and uh, uh, i live in a small village called sevagram where our medical college and hospital is located right so on 10th may we recorded our first case here mm-hmm. and the month and june were relatively okay because we were have were small number of patients coming okay. and we were able to cope with them mm. but in the last couple of uh, several weeks mm. saw a sudden surge i see uh, in the number of covid positive individuals mm. and uh, uh, right now in my hospital Uh, there are 175 covid positive patients oh wow uh, 20, yeah uh, 27 of them are on icu mm-hmm. in icu and about a dozen of them are on mechanical ventilator oh wow yeah. every day our vardha district is recording between 150 to 175 new cases right and uh, it looks like that these cases are now coming from smaller villages which are located in the district also Right. So let me ask you about that next. From the patients yeah. who come to you, do you do you have any sense of where where infection is coming from, or is it now you know hard to say that anymore? I guess it's a definitely a community transmission, and right. by community transmission we know, we mean that we don't know where is this infection coming from and mm. where and who got this infection. Mm. So. because uh, the people are coming from smaller villages smaller right. towns mm. those who have never traveled etc and suddenly we are seeing that uh, all over the small villages which are located around uh, sevagram mm. now children men women pregnant women old oh, people wow. people mm. with comorbidities mm. uh, they are coming Oh my god. So let me ask you about about some of the things that I've been wondering that whether there is any difference in the um, nature both of the transmission and of the way the disease presents in uh, rural areas. So for example I wanted to ask you the, um, the people who are coming from villages uh, uh in general 
were they aware of the disease before it struck yeah there was a fair degree of awareness uh, okay. so, so probably thanks to now because everybody almost everybody has a smartphone right so people do have access to now information mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and uh, so in general when i speak to the villages people coming from villages in our catchment area i mm-hmm. do find that almost everyone is aware that okay. uh, there is a new virus this virus is likely to be a lethal one mm-hmm. it is uh, not as benign as our common cold virus or it is something different from right. say malaria or dengue so they are well aware I that see. something new is happening it's mm-hmm. likely to be catastrophic mm-hmm. and they are also aware that there is no remedy for the virus i see yes. okay and how are they reaching the point of hospitals is it coming through uh, ashas or anms or are they going first to uh, local gps how do they reach the hospital so the oh, okay so the system here is something like this that mm. uh, the people are tested there and these people are tested those who come to the hospital and have got symptoms suggestive of covid mm. they undergo testing right. similarly people who are admitted to the hospital and have got they lung involvement right. they are also get tested right uh, similarly all pregnant women who are nearing their term right they also get tested right and the people who are scheduled for routine surgeries mm. uh, if they have got symptoms suggestive of covid or they are at a high risk of a covid they mm. are going to get tested right similarly the district hospital also has that uh, contact tracing testing mm. and isolating uh, protocol Hmm. and the district uh, administration also finds out hmm. uh, the the cases so right now the district has two labs which run an rt pcr test and both these labs put together are doing close to 400 tests per day okay yeah okay uh, between 400 to 500 okay But, uh, suddenly we found that the uh, the proportion of people who are testing Mm. has grown to now almost 40% no 175 out of 40 mm. out of 400 odd is, mm. is, a, is a big number yes absolutely so usually if i happen that uh, by 9:30 in the night mm. our labs uh, report uh, the test results okay they are quickly communicated by email to the district health authorities mm. and and uh, these district health authorities have their telephone numbers and mm. addresses right. so then these patients are picked up and based on their symptoms hmm. if they are asymptomatic they are put in covid care center right if they are have got symptoms they are elderly or have comorbidities right. then they are brought to the hospital and are admitted to our covid care dedicated covid care hospital right right okay and let me ask you about the district hospital my concern with a district like varadhar that is relatively backward within maharashtra would have been mm-hmm. that the district hospital might not be able to you know uh, cope with what they're finding so for example in jalgaon that was one of the uh, things yeah. that came out that the quality of care was simply lacking so what is the situation in varadhan that count well the district hospital is not admitting any cases there are two medical colleges in varadhan hmm. and so the another medical college which also has about 1000 on beds hmm. uh, is also now uh, looking after this covid positive okay so every day uh, uh, between us between the two medical colleges we hmm. admit roughly between 60 to 80 new cases every hmm. day rest of the patients now go to uh, this covid care centers okay uh, there is no home confinement or there is no home quarantine right now because 
given our social structure even right. their small homes the homes yes. which lack uh, individual bedrooms and bathrooms it is well not impossible to ensure that these people uh, would have the luxury of having in confined to their home right so there are only two options either they go to the covid care center if they have symptoms or they are ill hmm. uh, they get admitted to the uh, medical college hospital okay okay and in the two medical college hospitals is there a manpower crunch because i know that wherever cases arise then you know leave uh, stops then you have to be put on that compulsory uh, little isolation periods in between so is there a manpower issue uh, fortunately till now we didn't face this problem okay but the only thing is that now that we are 6 months into the pandemic now mm. and uh, one uh, the fatigue has started setting in right. among the healthcare workers also right. there is also that burnout syndrome right. as well and third now as uh, quite a few healthcare workers also got uh, infected during right. this process there is a fair amount of uh, now fear and panic among the healthcare workers as right. well so we spent a lot of time now allaying their fears uh, motivating them mm-hmm. identifying their problems right. and helping them cope with the newer and newer challenges which the illness is breeding there but uh, probably now as more and more cases would come and we all feel that the worst is yet to come so then it would be indeed a hugely challenging task for all of us right. to ensure that we have adequate human resources the doctors nurses attendants right. one boys biomedical engineers uh, waste uh, management personnel and so right. on uh, because as you know that working in a covid ward or covid icu hmm. is extremely difficult compared to a normal icu right so so wearing those PPEs and being bathed in sweat being not right. able to breathe properly not right. being able to drink water right. not having a luxury to visit to a restroom and then working in an environment there is there there's a good element of a panic all over it's really a very distressing to the healthcare professionals and uh, every day we have to design our newer and newer and more innovative solutions mm. to make sure that the healthcare workers stay motivated right their contribution is properly acknowledged in right. the system and when they go home they should go home with some sense of satisfaction mm. uh, right and i wanted to ask you uh, about the way cases are presenting so my general sense from nfhs or that kind of data is that these ncds which would be comorbidities tend to be uh, lower in prevalence in rural populations than urban populations so are you sensing any difference in the way cases are presenting in your hospital compared to your peers or colleagues in other cities in bigger cities okay compared to the urban population yes the prevalence of uh, uh, lifestyle diseases like say, diabetes high blood pressure heart problems is definitely on a lower side right uh, In, in a rural population but the problem is that in the last decade also we have seen a sudden surge uh, in these lifestyle problems also right so it's possible that uh, if every fourth indian mm. who is living in a city and is more than 40 has probably high blood pressure right. this would be probably one in six so far as rural areas are concerned so of the total admissions that we have had thus far Mm-hmm. about 760 covid positive patients admitted to our hospital close to 40% of them had comorbid conditions uh, either high blood pressure or mm-hmm. sugar or mm-hmm. heart disease or kidney problem i see 
um and when we spoke earlier you you had expressed fears about the fevers that sweep especially rural uh, maharashtra and uh, you know other rural parts of the country during this uh, rainy season so given that that has started and i know that there is dengue as well i wanted to ask how that is playing out is that especially in terms of testing is that creating challenges Yeah, it's another challenge uh, which is uh, called the monsoon fevers, and uh, every year we have our share of uh, these uh, top six disorders: malaria, right. dengue, leptospirosis, chikungunya, mm. uh, uh, scrubtacus, uh, malaria. Right. Yeah. And the story is repeating itself again, and, and that is a huge challenge because to give you some numbers, mm. uh, every day we see close to sixteen hundred patients in our outpatient department. Mm. of it about 20 to 30% come with fever or fever like symptoms so it is extremely difficult and challenging given the sheer numbers uh, given the lack of proper accurate and reliable diagnostic tests mm. and given the fact that in a large public hospitals it is well nigh impossible to segregate non covid patients from covid patients also who are right. who are at risk now Uh, every day we face this problem that the people who were got admitted to a general ward the suspicion of a dengue or a malaria mm. it turned out to be covid positive right or a person who had a stroke or a heart attack he turned out to be a or a person who was scheduled for surgery mm. and we didn't suspect that this patient would probably turn out to be covid positive because the person had no symptoms and when they were tested as a part and parcel of a pre op assessment right. they turned out to be a covid positive mm-hmm. and this creates a huge amount of a confusion and panic in the system mm-hmm. because then the health care workers who are working for them although we teach them that uh, uh, right now in the hospital scenario every person should be assumed to be covid positive and good mm-hmm. advice we don't know where the virus would come from we right. don't know what the source of the virus mm-hmm. but given our sheer numbers given the uh, kind of a facilities that we have on old buildings mm-hmm. or old hospital infrastructure Right. Uh, it becomes extremely difficult for healthcare workers to a protect themselves, and uh, we are also not able to reliably and accurately distinguish uh, non-COVID from COVID illnesses. Right. Right. Um, and the last thing I wanted to ask you is that again, when we spoke earlier, you had expressed concerns about the fact that when restrictions lift and OPDs start functioning fully again. Uh, many people with chronic conditions are likely to present with uh, far more degenerated forms of their disease because of the difficulty in managing it during uh, lockdown and restrictions so i wanted to ask you if that is something you have begun to see with, with opds functioning at a greater strength yeah, unfortunately my prophecy has turned true we are seeing a lot more patients with an advanced heart disease mm. people who could have benefited from an angioplasty or a bypass surgery had we addressed their problems about 3 or 4 months earlier now coming with a, a kind of a scene where now they cannot be operated oh. we are seeing patients with cancer who probably were in stage 1 or stage 2 mm. but now their cancers have advanced or their immune system has gone down or they are not no fit enough to get operated for their cancers or to mm. have their cancer treated with chemotherapy and this is occurring across the entire spectrum of healthcare that we provide oh, wow. so often we feel very sad and very disappointed mm. that uh, they are the kind of individuals who could have been given a proper healthcare right. many of these complications could have been averted mm. and we could have sent them home in a much happier frame of mind right. but unfortunately uh, we lost that opportunity in the last couple of months because right. of several reasons 
because uh, the hospitals were operating at its suboptimal potential there were right. lockdowns people mm-hmm. were not able to access healthcare services mm-hmm. people were also fearful of visiting the hospitals mm-hmm. now we are seeing that this is just in a more management and more advanced forms presenting to us a few months from now i wonder what it's going to be like to talk to dr kalantri again cases will undoubtedly have grown in vardha but will patients be getting detected earlier will he have managed to continue to lift the health and morale of his doctors and nurses what is the new burden of people with chronic conditions going to be like that conversation a few months from now i'm incredibly grateful to dr kalantri for taking the time to talk to me this episode was edited by anand krishnamurthy on the next episode a new question <laughs>